Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I am your host, Melissa Oatman from melissaoatman.com, and I am so excited to have you here with us today. We have a very special guest with us. We have Miss Megan Stoddard, who is a human design expert, and she hosts the podcast, The Elevated Empire, and she is going to talk to us about all things human design, which I know many of you out there have requested this again. We've had people on talk about it, but some of our listeners are really, truly into human design and really wanted to have Megan on specifically because of her expertise. So I'm very excited to have you here with us today, Megan. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to have been requested and to get to be able to share this space with you today. Yes, and I have to thank Maria too for reaching out and asking me to get a hold of you and to look into you. So I'm very excited that it worked out and that you're able to be here today. Absolutely, me too. So why don't you start by just telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got into human design and then what you're doing now and how you're using it to help people. Absolutely. So it's been a journey to get here. It's been a process. It's, it wasn't just like, a, oh, here's human design. Now let's, let's use it. So I, I'm a dancer. That's what I've been dancing since I was three. I, that's what I got my degree in in college. I was a professional dancer for a few years. And in the process of, I'm going to close my window. There's a lot more out there. In the process of getting my degree, I learned this sort of somatic healing technique. And I knew it was important. I didn't really know what I was going to do with it yet, but I knew that it was important. So I learned that there's truth in the body. And it was kind of left at that. And then I graduated and I just kept moving forward and I really struggled with depression. I didn't know it for a while. And then it got really bad after I graduated because I wasn't moving my body anymore. There was this gap in my life from graduation until I started dancing professionally where I was just, I was a registrar at a hospital. I was just sitting at a desk all day and I was not okay. I had always been struggling with depression for a while anyways and it got really bad. And then I got married and I thought marriage would fix it. <laughs> That's not how that works. <laughs> and I was introduced into health coaching, did that for a while. And so then I was moving body and I was learning about um, personal development, you know, reading these like uplifting books and that helped, but it still wasn't everything. And then I learned about life coaching and I started listening to podcasts and getting all this new information and eventually went through this really extensive, I went through a, a practitioner level and master level certification for life coaching, hypnotherapy, NLP, like all these things. And I thought that was going to be it, right? And through it all, I was still struggling. I had two kids in the process. I've got two beautiful daughters. My husband's in physical therapy school in the moment. Life has always felt chaotic. And I kept thinking, well, once, once I have this, then my life and my business will feel successful. Once I have this, right? My anxiety was insane. Depression was still playing around with me. And then it was about, it was over a year ago now, about a year and a half ago that I was introduced, actually probably too close to two years ago now, that I was introduced to human design. It sort of got planted in me. And then... Let's see. Almost, and so I kind of started to learn a little bit about it. Didn't really understand it. Pulled my chart was super overwhelmed. <laughs> what on earth? 
like, I can't do anything. What is this? I can't do anything with this. So I kind of just put it off to the side and it just lived in my subconscious for a little while. And then a little over a year ago, it was at the end of September of 2020, I miscarried after it took a little, it was a little bit of a struggle to even get pregnant, which was new to me. I had, we had never had to struggle for that before. And then we lost that baby. And it was in the process of me, I was in a two week intensive for my master's certifications. And I, I was in this sacred container while I was miscarrying. And in that process, I think because my subconscious knew that I was being held and that I was safe, that I had these memories surface of trauma that I experienced as a child. So then I was dealing with all of this. And in that process, all these beautiful humans that I was with, some of them were telling me a little bit more about my human design to help me with the healing process. And that's when it like finally started to click. And that's what, and ever since then, all these pieces have just kind of been coming into place where now, you know, I've got the mental side of things with the subconscious reprogramming that I do and the life coaching and everything. And I've got the somatic healing that I do to speak to the physical aspect of the self. And then I've got human design to speak to the energetic or the spiritual aspect of the self. And for me, that is the entire human being. We are, we are physical, we are mental, we are spiritual. We're not just one of those things. We are all three. And so having all these things kind of culminate together all at once, I was being ripped apart physically and mentally and energetically. And then all the pieces also just came together all at once. And that's when I knew like, oh, okay, human design is going to help point me different areas that get to heal and integrate and be lifted up to an, a higher expression of of the being of the self wow that's quite a journey i mean that's um interesting but you've been through a lot so i always feel like people who have gone through a lot on their journey to get to where they are now that those people oftentimes make the best coaches and you know support group for others because it's not like somebody just telling you do this but you've actually experienced it you've been there so you know what other people have gone through yeah it's definitely given me a lot of insight and empathy and that was an interesting thing for me too is seeing where empathy lives in my body and how it can live and other people, how we connect to people in various ways and how it gets to be different. We don't all have to always know exactly how everyone is feeling emotionally because we can connect in so many different ways. That's awesome. And so now when you specifically worked with human design, you started just on yourself. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yep. It was definitely a self-study at first. <laughs> and how did that help you in your life? How was human design able to help you figure out where you were going next? Well, it was definitely a practice in trusting myself. That was the main thing was this showed me that I get to trust myself and that I don't need anyone else to give me the answers. And that was so scary to me. (laughs) I have always relied on other people who I always thought were smarter than me or who had more information than me to tell me what I should do. And so knowing that because I've always been told like in life and in business and in just existence, I get to live life on my terms, but I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't, I, I had lived so much of my life living from examples of others that I didn't know how to just trust myself. And so that was the main thing was just learning what it feels like to be supported by myself. Yeah. And, and that I can also let all, you know, external factors be a factor, let other people give me advice, let other people share their energy with me, but I am the ultimate decider of 
how I live my life. Yeah, that's a big deal because a lot of people I think don't trust themselves and mm -hmm. always go to everyone else for advice. And so I think a lot of people struggle with that. That we've received in this life as well is to be logical about our decisions, right? A pro and con list and doing what you're doing, but not a single human being on this planet is designed to make decisions with their mind. No one. Our mind is a beautiful thing and it processes beautiful energy. It provides us with a lot of really good things and it's not meant to be the decider. And yet that's what we do. We're all like programmed and trained to do that. It is. I know it's so true and it's exhausting. It's draining because it's not aligned. Yeah, exactly. So talk about human design a little bit. I know my audience has sort of a background, but um, what do you use human design for and how do you use it to help other people? Yes. Oh man, there is so much. I'm going to try to start a little more simple. So um, the centers, we have nine energy centers and this come, this stems from the idea of chakras. And, you know, we have seven chakras. We have nine human design centers. And that's because in, I'm trying to remember the exact date. It was the late 1700s, like 1788 or something like that. We evolved because of the evolution of the cosmos. We evolved from seven centered beings into nine centered beings. And with that, that's where we became our own authorities. Before, when we were seven centered beings, we had an external authority. That's why back then royalty or gods or, you know, people who were higher up were the authority. They told people what they did. There wasn't a whole lot of sovereignty in that time. And then we shifted into being nine centered beings. And that's where we, you know, that's where we received our inner authorities. And so we have our head chakra or not chakra, excuse me. We have our head center, our Ajna center, our throat center, our um, G or identity center, our heart center, our sacral center, spleen, solar plexus, and root. So we've got all of those and they all process different kinds of energies. And even just looking at the centers, I mean, there is so much beautiful complexity within human design, within our energy, but even just looking at the centers, we get to discover so much about where we've been living by conditioning versus living in alignment because there's going to be a mix of both for everyone. We're going to see where we've already been living aligned to our strengths and see areas where we've been trying to play by someone else's rules. So looking at the centers is a major way that I, that I start people with. Yeah. I bet you probably see a lot of people who aren't totally aligned with where they should be. I would imagine that happens a lot. Absolutely. Like burnout, burnout is a major thing that I help with. I see burnout usually in the heart center or the um, root center. Those are very, very common places to experience burnout because we're trying to push where we don't actually have the energy. Yeah. I mean, whenever I talk to people in my podcast and I talk about being in alignment and being in the flow, that it feels easier when you are in alignment. And when you're not, it feels like a struggle. Like you're constantly swimming upstream or pushing against some sort of force because it's it's a struggle instead of just being like so easy or not like everything's gonna be super easy but you know what i mean like uh, easier than mm -hmm. when you're out of alignment and everything's a struggle yes it's like I, I talk about the difference between ease and easy 
it's not always going to be easy, but we can have a life filled with ease, which means like, even when we do have challenges, we're approaching it from a way that we are, we are supported and we're able to manage those challenges in a really high level way. I love that. I love that. The difference between easy and ease. That's really awesome. And it's so true too, because we're all going to have challenges, but somebody mentioned this quote the other day, there will always be challenges in life. Challenges are inevitable, but suffering is optional. So yeah, I feel like that really speaks to that too. Like if you're in alignment and if you know you have the tools to get yourself in alignment, it's not such a struggle. Yes, absolutely. Like I'm in therapy right now for PTSD and I'm, I'm doing great. Like it's, it takes some energy from me and it's perfect. It's exactly what I need right now. And we're getting ready to make a big move across the country in less than a month and a half. It's going to take effort, but it's correct for us. It's aligned for us. It's what we know we get to do. And so we get to move through that with grace. That's awesome. So talk more about human design itself and the different um, categories of human design. Cause I know myself that I'm a projector, but anyone who maybe is listening, cause we probably do have some people who are listening and who are new, who maybe haven't heard the episode that we've had on about human design before. So, and some people might need a refresher. So tell us a little bit about those different centers. Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, you can always Google free human design chart and pull your own chart. You just need your birth date, time, and location. And I've had people ask me like, do you need to know the hospital I was born in? Like, no, just the city. You just need the city that you were born in. You don't need your birth records like that. Um, and so once you have your chart pulled, you'll see your human design type. And there are five types. Some say four with one with the subtype, but there are five types. There, the most common one is generator. There, it's about 70% of the population, roughly, are generators. And then the subtype of that are manifesting generators and they are known as sacral beings. So they are part of the way that you can determine being a generator type is seeing if the sacral center is defined. Energy types, and you have projectors. And so the next three are non-energy types because none of them have defined sacrals. Projectors, which you are, I'm trying to remember, I wanna say that's about 20% of the population. And um, yeah, so projectors and investors are about 10% of the population. And then reflectors are like 1%. I, I still have yet to meet a reflector and actually interact with a reflector. <laughs> so if anyone listening is a reflector, I would love to hear from you. Um, yeah, so those, and the, the thing that makes reflectors so unique is that they don't have any centers defined. All of their centers are either open or undefined. So those are the five types. And with those, Every type has a strategy and an inner authority. The strategy of each type will be the same within the type. Inner authority can vary from person to person. So all generator and manifesting generators, their strategy is to respond to life. And like this, that was just that alone took me a little while to practice, just being able to respond. Because I, I thought that that meant, so I'm a generator. And I thought that to respond, to wait to respond to life meant, okay, so just sit on your butt until you have a very clear thing that you're invited to do like um that's not what my energy is telling me <laughs> and the fun thing with getting to respond is that there are things to respond to literally all the time like I am sitting here right now and I have so much to respond to I can look I've got some notes here from a master class I took earlier today and I could look at that and if it felt correct for me 
I could start speaking on that. I've got my human design chart in front of me. If there's an aspect of my design that is leaping out at me, that lights me up and I'm excited about, I could start talking about that. When it comes to doing housework, I can look around my house and once something just like makes me kind of like jump inside a little bit, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm gonna go start organizing that pantry. So it gets to be really fun and feel good. And that's the thing with all of these is that we get to practice feeling good. And then um, with projectors, for you, you get to live life by being invited. So for you, it is like more of an explicit invitation. And even then, an invitation could look like so many different things. It's not always like a, hey, hi, Melissa, I would love to invite you to do this today. It's not always that. It, it can look like a lot of different things. And the strategy, our strategy is generally for like, well, Never mind. That's going to get too complex. I won't get into that at this moment. But so for projectors, once you're invited to do something, then you use your inner authority to decide if it's correct for you. And in between invitations, you just get to do what feels good. You just get to just enjoy all these things that you enjoy. And as you do that, you will receive more and more invitations that you'll get to discern from. Right. Nice. And then manifestors. Oh, did you have something to say? Oh, I was just going to say nice. Okay. Oh, yeah. That sounds yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like just do what's fun for you. And then right. people will begin to recognize you and invite you to share your beautiful, beautiful wisdom. Love that. And then manifestors. Ooh, manifestors have this sort of like mysterious energy because they are very much, they are the only kind of being who gets to just do something. They don't have to wait for any kind of energy to, to draw them into something. They just, and it's so, it's so fascinating. I've done readings for manifestors and they totally relate to this. It's so hard for me to comprehend because I don't even know what this would feel like. So if you're a manifestor, you know what this feels like. You just know when something is correct for you to do it and you just get to do it. Like the Nike slogan was made for manifestors and only manifestors. <laughs> and so their strategy is just to initiate and inform. When you tell people what you're going to be doing, it clears the path, it removes resistance and you get to just do the thing. So, and then I'll just quickly touch on reflectors. Theirs is a little bit very different than society would have you live your life because for reflectors, they have no inner authority. Their authority is to wait for a full cycle of the moon, essentially to wait a full 28 days to receive clarity on whether something is correct for them or not. That's so interesting how different each one is. That's really like projectors who have to wait to be invited and and that they just get to do whatever they want sure i see how it is <laughs> <laughs> it is and i it's interesting i attract a lot of projectors in my life and the relief that i have witnessed once projectors receive that like that freedom it's fascinating because like you live your life thinking oh i just need to go do all these things but you don't you don't actually have to you get to just do what feels so good like your hobbies or um random little things that sound just fun for you to learn about and like that's the thing too is there's other aspects of your chart that can kind of point you in directions of what may feel good and what you might enjoy um and then it's just so much trust again because it might not look like the path that someone else follows like someone else that looks like your version of successful they might say, oh, just follow these steps and then you'll receive success. And so you might have this fear of, well, if I don't follow these steps, I will not have the success. So it's a lot of trust that if you veer off of their path and go on your own, even if you can't see how that will take you to the life that you desire, 
knowing that it will. Like you'll just receive, you'll receive the things that you desire in ways that you couldn't have planned for. I think that's really interesting. The point that you bring up that I think a lot of people think like success means I have to model my behavior after someone that I know who is successful. And what I found is like the cookie cutter approach doesn't work for everyone. You know, you have to find what works for you um, and works best for you. So I think it's really great that you work with people in with their chart. So that probably gives you a ton of insight when you're working with people. Oh yeah. It's so wild. It's so wild. Every time I do a reading, I just lay out this stuff. It could be someone that I've never met before. And I lay out all this stuff for them and just show them here, this is who you are. This is how your life gets to be. And they're like, oh, well, that makes sense. Like that's the phrase that I hear the most is, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So if there's something that your intuition has been telling you, but you haven't been listening to it because someone else over here has been doing it a different way, your intuition is correct. And when you watch people, like you see these things where people will follow certain steps and certain protocols, certain um, frameworks, right? If it works for them, it's probably because their design is more similar to the one who created that framework. Yeah, that makes total sense. And it's interesting because when you look at people who have kind of coaching programs or different kind of programs all out there, there's some people when you take their programs, you realize like this isn't really work for me <laughs> because mm -hmm. you realize it probably has a lot to do with your human design and, and that I don't really respond in that way. And I don't um, it's, for me, it's like teaching. We all have different learning styles, too. And so your lesson has mm -hmm. to appeal to the student's learning style. And if it doesn't, they may be like, I don't get it or I don't I'm not interested in it. So I would imagine same kind of thing when you're working with a coach too. It's like, it's helpful to know what human design type you have so that you can tailor the coaching specifically to that person. Yes, that's why. So I'm working with a business coach right now and I knew that she was familiar with human design and she respected it and she utilized that. And that was a big thing piece that drew me to her because I knew she wasn't going to try to get me to just fit into the framework that she had set out. Yeah, the cookie cutter thing really doesn't work well, I think, for a lot of people. And I think we're realizing the same thing in education, too. I mean, education really is not set up mm -hmm. in a way that appeals to every person's style or type, especially the human designs. Yeah, absolutely. And that was something I considered. So my oldest, I just started kindergarten this year. And I mean, when she was just tiny, my husband and I toyed with the idea of like public school or homeschooling, which one do we want to do? We see the merits of both. And I just like had this instinct that she would do really well in public school. Like there were just very different things about her that I was like, I don't know. I like the idea of homeschooling, but I just feel like she's going to do really well, at least at first, you know? And then I learned about human design. I pulled her chart. I looked at a few different things and I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes sense that totally makes sense. So I get to help her. And then when she gets home, I can help her with her homework in a way that it's, that flows with her energy. So we're not just butting heads all the time. Yeah, that would be super helpful. That would have been helpful to know my children's design type when they were growing up. Yeah. And I did butt heads a lot over things like that. So yeah, that would have been helpful. <laughs> it's lucky be. to have you around to, you know, to be able to tap into that. That's awesome. 
<laughs> so tell us a little bit about your podcast too, because I know you have the podcast, the Elevated Empire podcast. What is your podcast all about? Yeah, so Elevate. Elevate. So it's, I keep it pretty broad. And here's like a way that I experimented with my design is I launched my podcast a little over a year ago now. And at that time, I was like, I'm committing releasing an episode I was what all the episodes were going to be until I learned I don't function well that way I don't do well with batch creation I don't feeling it then yes um but so my posting schedule is a little bit sporadic and the content is very varied <laughs> so it's a lot of like general kind of um mental health focused kind of things like talking about anxiety. I talk about anxiety kind of sprinkled throughout quite a bit. I talk about taking thought responsibility, um, a lot of energetic stuff. I do talk about human design on there and somatic healing and um, things that my audience asks for, you know, or things that I'm sensing from my audience. I pick up on things quite a bit. Um, I talk about my story. I talk about, so I, sort of came out, so to speak, with my trauma um, this summer. And so I shared a podcast kind of sharing more about that. Um, so it kind, of, it kind of varies a lot just based on what my audience sort of needs. A lot of mental health, a lot of just life coaching in general, spiritual stuff, human design, that kind of stuff. That sounds awesome. I'm going to have to definitely go and check out your podcast. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. I love doing it. And so now you also do readings for people with their human design chart. So what all does that entail when you give someone a reading? Yes, oh my word. I I get so excited when I get to do these readings. So it's usually a little bit over an hour. Um, I do it over Zoom, so I can do it with literally anyone in the world. And okay, he's my three-year-old. Okay, love you. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, I do it over Zoom and I pull the chart. I, I pull an extended chart. I have, you know, a, the upgraded subscription for a really extended chart. And I share that. I've got like, I'm trying to think of how many pages of notes I usually create, but pages of notes that you receive. And we just have it live. I have your chart pulled up on Zoom to screen share. And I just guide you through a chart in a really, really flowy way, allowing for space for you to be asking questions and just holding space for you. Sometimes we just kind of sit in silence for a moment while you process. Um, yeah, man, I, and, and I do it at different levels. For a first level reading, generally I just go over type, strategy, um, all the centers and the incarnation cross. Oh, and your definition and profile. Sounds like a lot. <laughs> and you always get, and I always share the recording because it is kind of a lot. It's a lot of information, especially if you're brand new to it. So I, I always share the recording, the chart, the notes. And then I also um, gift you with an embodiment pattern audio so that you can really step into the highest expression of who you are at any given moment. It's like a five minute audio. It's kind of like a mini hypnotherapy to guide you. Again, once you know, once you're aware of this energy, you don't always need to be consciously trying to like, oh, I'm trying to be the higher version of myself. Oh, I'm trying to like, that's, that's so much effort versus just letting yourself be in that flow. That's awesome. Yeah, that would be such an interesting thing to have a reading to see, you know, how, because I'm sure anyone can go and look at their chart, but to have someone who's kind of an expert there to guide you through it and tell you how this might 
apply when it comes to your own life would be very beneficial. So that's awesome that you do that. Yeah, I love doing it. It's so fun. <laughs> yeah, there are so many people out there who I think sometimes feel stuck in life and feel like perhaps mm -hmm. they are struggling more than they should be. So I can see why human design would be very beneficial for helping to kind of get out of that struggle and to get out of being stuck. Yes, absolutely. I mean, the biggest piece that there, there's like two things that I see received the most in these readings is permission and validation. Like just the permission in all these areas of their energy to just like, oh, I don't have to try so hard or, oh, I don't have to try to live like someone else's. I don't have to try to do things like someone else does. I just like all these things that I've subconsciously kind of just always known are correct for me. I get to just have permission to live that way and feel so validated in the fact that you, you're not crazy. You actually, all those things that you're feeling and thinking, you're feeling and thinking those ways for a reason and it's guiding you. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. I love that you're able to support others and help give them the guidance and the wisdom to help them move forward in life. I think that's so beneficial and wish I had had that when I was younger. <laughs> you know, we all, me too. It's going to have avoided so many mistakes. <laughs> it's true. And yeah, looking back at those mistakes, I mean, yeah, they were gifts as well. And they still live within our body and they still send us messages and we still get to do something with those messages with the knowledge that we have now, the knowledge that we're continuing to glean and receive from our bodies. Yeah, I love that. And I want to say a couple of things because those of you who are listening to this podcast on you know, iTunes or Podbean or whatever, and you're just hearing the audio, you cannot see this, but those who are following us on Patreon, you get to see the video. There's an orb around you and it started off in one spot and now it's kind of like behind you it's just so interesting that it's there and um also she has beautiful purple hair that you cannot see which i love because i also have the purple hair thing going on so that thought that was really cool too like love that. purple hair you've got an orb yeah. around you so that's going to point that out i love that well, this has been such a fun conversation, but if we have some guests out there listening who maybe would love to get a reading with you, or maybe they just want to follow you and listen to your podcast, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah. Instagram is my favorite place to hang out. All my information can be found in the link there, but really just send me a message. I voice messages are like my favorite thing in the world to send because then I get to feel more connected with you. So if you listen to this, whether you're interested in a reading or you just want to say hi, come send me a message on Instagram. I'm the Megan Stoddard. That's my handle. And I would just love to talk to you there. And I also have a free um, gate activation guide there as well to help you learn a little bit more about your design and some just inherent gifts and strengths that you already have within your design. Awesome. And we'll have those links in the show notes too. So you guys can just click there and get there easily. So if you're listening to this while you're driving, you don't have to worry about trying to take down any information. Um, one of the things I always like to do before we end a podcast episode is just to ask our guests to leave our listeners with a little nugget of wisdom that they can take with them mm. for the day. So do you have any piece of advice that you could give our listeners? Yes. Oh man. The biggest thing that I would love to share is just know that your your chart, your design, your energy is only filled with gifts. 
no weaknesses. There's no, there's no such thing as weakness in your design. There are some people who, like I, I've, I've done a reading before for someone who was so nervous because she didn't want to be told that her and her husband were not compatible or that she had something in her chart that she needed to fix because that's not a thing. Everything, whether it's white or colored in or halfway filled in and they're, or pointing one way or pointing the other way, they are all gifts. There's always something to be gleaned in its highest expression. They all have a higher expression. They all have a lower expression and they all serve a very beautiful purpose. So everything about you is absolutely beautiful and perfect. I love that. Absolutely love that. And mm -hmm. I hope that you all take that with you as you go, because that is definitely a beautiful message for you. Um, and you are definitely needed and worthy and so thankful that you are here to share that message with us today. Thank you. It's been such an honor to be here. Yes, so much fun. And please come back anytime. Thank you so much for being here today. Yes, absolutely. I'd love to come back anytime. And I want to thank all of you for being here with us today as well. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. And the greatest gift you can pay me is to share the podcast with anyone you think might also enjoy it. Also, you can follow me on social media. I go live Mondays at 630 Central on Facebook, where I do a free card reading. And if you want to work with me, you can go to my website, MelissaOatman.com. As always, I am sending you guys so much love and light. I hope you have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.